0: hey ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the podcast one man one tree in the hill uh, we have a special guest on the hill ladies and gentlemen Bad. we got uh mr reggie edwards reggie how are you sir
1: what's up man
0: how you living in these corona streets
1: uh well the fact that i'm living is a plus right there <laughs> uh, uh these corona streets man it got they got all my shows canceled right i ain't got no income right now the streets are dry. How does the comics it, are hungry?
0: How does it feel like walking throughout New York City? Because it's completely different.
1: Who walking outside I New mean, York City right but now? But I mean, like
0: driving through. How does it? How how dead has it been driving through?
1: Well, I haven't been driving around a lot, mm-hmm. but the little driving that I have seen was um, was nowhere deep in the city. Just maybe Harlem and the Bronx since we got, you know what I'm saying, put on punishment. Uh but it it, it just been it's it's just been light except for them two gay dudes I seen arguing last night. They was they didn't care
0: about no virus. They're just sitting there screaming. Yeah. If you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm gonna describe Reggie. Reggie is a stand up comedian, uh he's a hip hop artist and he's a battle rapper and I would say a director as well. I would say a director, like how you cut up film producer. I I would say, yeah, I guess. I, I, I would say that, that a little a a little, okay. a little bit of everything. I,
1: no, right. I was sleeping on that one. I was sleeping on that one. Something, definitely something I know how to do, you know what I'm saying? I was like,
0: hey, how did you cut that video? You're like, no, you got to use this. I was like, yeah, Reggie know what he's doing with these apps.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I know how to chop it, edit, slow it, speed it, bop it.
0: Twist it, pull it. <laughs> and if you don't know, if people don't know who Reggie is, Reggie's probably one of the kindest people you meet. And my question is, and Jared,
1: do, don't say that about everybody.
0: I truly don't. But I would say before we before we get to how we met, cause we met maybe three years ago. You've been in New York three years, almost, almost three years. We met at an open mic.
1: Yeah, was it Mocha or was it um or, or was it Harlem Nights?
0: I think it was Harlem Nights, cause we were talking, and I was like, he's like, where are you about to go? I was like, I'm about to go I forgot what club. You're like, You want a ride? I was like, Yeah, I'll take a ride and then that's <laughs> Where
1: I'd be man, I'd just be offering rides out to anybody. <laughs>
0: that's what I said, cause Reggie cause sometimes Reggie Reggie's he's he's kind, he's kind but firm. So sometimes when people are like hey where are you going? I was like I'm with Reggie. Can I go? I was like hey, you got to talk to Reggie. I don't I <laughs> can't be offering nobody's car up like that.
1: Right, man. And We really I'm glad this this virus is definitely going to reset a lot of shit cuz now if you if you got any hygiene issue, you not riding in
0: my car. And you got, and I would say gas is down a little bit.
1: Gas is definitely down, but it's only down because ain't nobody going nowhere, really.
0: So at least you stacked up in case you got to go home. You
1: know what's funny? I should just buy a bunch of ga- gas canisters. I got a gas canister. <laughs> I just stack got one. And up. And then when it go back up, start selling gas. That's what you could do,
0: selling gas. That's a nice little hustle right there. You can sell some gas. I wanna I wanna go before because this is who you are now, but I wanna go how you got to this person, how you became that. So let's go back to the beginning. Uh where are you from? Where are you born?
1: I'm from Saint Louis, Missouri. The north side, the tre- the most treacherous part of Saint Louis. Saint Louis. Everybody know about the north side, right off Natural Bridge and Kings Highway.
0: Are you are are you the oldest? Or are you one of what?
1: I'm one of four. Mm -hmm. but i am the youngest
0: so you're the baby of the family the run of the bunch
1: the run of the bunch if that's what you want to call it yep
0: both how was how was it being the being how far apart are you from your oldest sibling how was it Two, two how many boys how many girls
1: two 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 boys one sister and i'm two years away from both of my brothers and um as far as my um sister i believe i'm like maybe four or five maybe four or
0: five she's the oldest yeah she's the oldest so what was it like before we go left? what were strict parents strict parents growing up
1: uh my mom she was super lenient and nice but my my dad that was really the enforcer um so no not 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 strict it's like I had my dad he was strict but he would let us have fun you know what I'm saying he would let us go out and actually do stuff that my mom was afraid we we might get hurt doing you know is it because
0: you're in that part of St. Louis or she just was just afraid because well, she had three boys. to be
1: and... honest, to be honest, it wasn't even nothing dealing with, like, the environment we was in. Because we was good in the hood. Like, everybody, you know what I'm saying? We had the swimming pool in the backyard, the above swimming pool, not the, not the in-ground yeah. swimming pool like Drake. And we started off with, with the metal. And then, you know what I'm saying, we got uh the, the one where you laid the sand down. So all the neighborhood kids, we all used to kick it, you know what I'm saying? That's um, y'all used to kick it and um in my crib and the hood it's just like my dad like he'll probably like i remember christmas he got us like some mopeds some moped scooters,
0: like physical mopeds Just yeah he got us some
1: some mopeds some moped scooters um <laughs> it was actually an early christmas present man them them joints was like probably one of the best gifts i ever got but my mom she was so scared of us riding them that we might hurt ourselves So she didn't let us ride them as much as we should have. I I had that scooter. I ain't rode that scooter over a hundred (laughs) times. Not even. And it's probably when I was probably like, I want to say 10 or maybe 12, probably like 10, 12, something like that. But like when my dad like let us ride them scooters, man, we used to be everywhere on them
0: things, man. Was your mom mom overprotective because she grew up or she just knew? Were y'all three boys getting into stuff?
1: Actually, my mom only has one son. Okay. So most of the time it was just me and and my um older brother, but youngest out of all my uh siblings. I mean not youngest
0: So you're your mom's only youngest. child. Huh? You're your mom's only child.
1: No, 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 no. Me and my brother.
0: Your my oldest brother.
1: brother. My old my older not my oldest brother, my the second. Okay youngest of out of all my dad's children which is her oldest
0: okay how many kids does your dad have four four kids one girl three boys right right
1: and my mom has two boys
0: right okay so she so he had when he came he had your oldest sister and your oldest brother when he what when you met your mom he had two kids and then y'all they had two kids with each other nah no, no, no. Something happened. <laughs> oh, <everybody. laughs> something, something happened. <laughs> something
1: something happened. Something happened. Got it. Got it. Got it. Twice. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> something happened twice. Somewhere somewhere in the middle right there. I actually just found out what actually happened. I was lied to. I, I pieced it together and I was close, but I found
0: out exactly what happened. What did you know? Like how old were you? Like 15, 16? Or are you like as an adult you found out? Well, what? Shit. Or you just put the pieces together?
1: Nah, because it was one time I was just talking to my, my dad about something like that. And I and I was just wondering, like, why two of my brothers were so close in age. <laughs> 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 they had two different mamas. And then he looked at me and smiled. He said, son, you asked too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> sit back there on that porch. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's when I, I was like, oh,
0: all right. Who are you closest to? Which sibling are you the closest to? You're probably close to all of them, but which one is the one that you find yourself closer to? Um uh sibling because being the runt i mean being the baby of the bunch is probably different you probably got away with more stuff than they did
1: uh i I definitely i definitely mm, nah because like my 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 oldest brother he used to get his ass beat but, was he getting into but, things. Or but he was- I used to get my ass beat. But the magnitude of his ass whooping was different. For one, he um he was. I don't want to say bad, but I'm gonna say the environment he was in made him that way, because okay. because like my dad was with my mom, and my oldest brother was with his mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Being a dad, that's like a full time job, you know what I'm saying and if you if you if you halfway do it, you're gonna see errors and it's like my dad being with my mom, you know what I'm saying he's around us, you know what I'm saying a hundred percent you know what I'm saying he he's home when he come home at night, that's where he lay his head at. It ain't no I'm gonna pick you up on the weekends and spend two days with you and stuff like that, correct, so he was missing that enforcement factor in his life, you know what I'm saying, in my opinion, and I believe that had him, you know what I'm saying, go down a, a bumpier road Correct. due to those, those circumstances. You know what I'm saying? So when he got punished for it, it wasn't, I'm not going to say it was completely his fault, but I'm pretty sure if my dad could be at two places one time with his kids, he mm-hmm. would have did it but he he couldn't really so due to that you know what i'm saying he didn't get like as much discipline as uh me and my brother did um my uh brother on my mom's side um
0: we're, we're playing on that my sis huh, well, go was, ahead keep going sorry i
1: about to say my sister now i don't think she ever got no ass with me she used to cry like you you ain't have to whoop her you just have to yell at her and then she'll cry. But she she ain't do not she ain't really do nothing to you know what I'm saying get in trouble for anyway. So that was that. And then my other brother on my mom's side, he was a snitch. He used to take, he used to be the reason we get our ass whooped. That's his problem. He always won tail and point fingers and stuff. And don't nobody know who did nothing. All you gotta do is be quiet and then I remember one time I jumped off the the, the the dresser right when my dad was walking in. I always know my dad because I hear them keys. He got like hella <laughs> keys because he was one of them construction workers. So when I heard that, so I heard And he heard like a boom when I landed on the floor. Now he didn't see it. We could have said a chair fell, anything. So when my dad came into the room and he looked at us, he said, What was that noise? I said, nothing. And he looked straight at my brother. And he knew my brother was a snitch. He knew it. He knew it because all my dad had to do was just look at him. He he looked at him. He said, I don't believe. I'm going to ask your brother. (laughs) What was that noise I heard? Dang, there He jumped off the dresser. Pow! Smack. Give me that belt. I need to get that le- that motherfucking leather belt, boy. Turn my ass up, man. Easily coulda got away with it. My my my, but my oldest brother. Yeah, he used to, he get, used to get his ass beat a little, a little bit worse. That's cause, like I told you before, I remember one time he um he broke he broke a table. <laughs> He broke one of like the little kids' table, the but little you plastic to sit table. You to sit
0: there when the parents be. And eating. you know what's funny? You know
1: when you know somebody about to get their ass whoop. That be like the best part of the kid when you see another kid get his ass whoop. Like you not in, you you get to see it visually. <laughs> so when he broke the table, me and my brother like, oh Now I wasn't gonna snitch on him, but I knew my brother was gonna snitch. But I was definitely gonna watch. So when my brother told, <laughs> he said that nigga broke that table, my dad said, what? He went in that closet, his artillery, heavy artillery. went in this dungery to pick his weapon. Choose your weapon. <laughs> and he he was getting his belt, and I went back in the room. <laughs> and my and, and, and how my, my oldest brother handled it, bro, it was amazing. He said, right, I'm about to go take my whooping like a man. <laughs> <laughs> he said, <laughs> 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 he said I'm about to go take my whooping like a man. I say, oh man, he didn't came to terms with it, man. He's knows he knows what's about to happen at this point. He knows his ass is doomed. He start putting extra underwear on. And I can tell you one thing, he did not take that whooping like a man. This nigga was screaming. And I, was, <laughs> ah! Ah! I, was,
0: I was like, mm, mm-mm. Well, you said Denzel. Is that your real name? Denzel. Denzel's your yeah, real name? Yeah, with an A, not an E. Danzel. So where did, where did
1: Reggie come from? That's your middle name? Yeah, nah, Denzel is actually my middle name. Slash so Re- is nickname. it Reggie or Reginald? It's Regin, the, e, the N-A-L-D silent. is. <laughs> are you a junior? Nah, nah, you? nah. It's,
0: it's Reginald Denzel Edwards. Edwards. Are you not a junior or just? Nah, ain't no junior. Is anybody a junior in your family? Or you?
1: Yeah, my, uh, the snitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like you said growing up in the hood because i think it's different when you have two parents because a lot of people don't have a two-parent household did you ever feel like different having a two-parent household did anybody give you anything about having a two-parent household because i remember kids with the f with me it's like oh man, actually you got man both his parents as a there. as a
1: kid you don't really notice it as a as a, or, or at least i i didn't really you know what i'm saying notice it but you know what I'm saying? Nobody like I either had like friends with just a dad or just a mother, and probably like a few in between that they had both like us, but majority just had one or the other. But you at,
0: didn't notice it when you went to their house.
1: I mean, I I noticed it, but it wasn't nothing to like point out. Like, right. oh, you only got one parent. Like, I didn't really trip especially if you seen like somebody come over there every once in a while and shit like that you be like i don't know if that's our husband boyfriend fuck buddy or what you know what i'm saying so you don't really think too much about it at least i didn't as a kid
0: well let's let's go on so let's go back to elementary school what are your earliest moments of elementary school do you remember uh what type of student you were Oh,
1: man, I definitely was a um, a class clown, 100%. Since when? When
0: do you remember the beginning of being a class clown? The
1: beginning? Since, since I... Hmm. You know what? I want to say... I want to say first grade.
0: Six, seven.
1: Yeah, six, seven. Because, like, in kindergarten... <laughs> I can't remember trying to make a lot of people laugh because that's kindergarten. That's like your, that's like, yeah, it's hard to
0: remember though. I don't remember my kindergarten.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like when you five. It's not. It's not preschool. So it's like you're you're, you're actually in in, in a, a elementary school, and you interacting with. Other kids, so I think you're still trying to maybe find yourself or make friends, make friends and stuff like that. And I think kindergarten that's one of the ways to help you accomplish that. And then first grade is then all right. I had the I know I I noticed I had this experience before, and it's like now I know how to interact with people. Now I know what kind of triggers them to make them laugh or whatnot. But rapping
0: wise. Well let's before that. Well let's walk. Let's go. When do you remember your first laugh that you created? My first laugh? Yeah, cuz you said you, you know first... exactly how to make people laugh. So when oh, was that well, moment where you were like Oh, as a kid, it wasn't that hard, impressions.
1: really. Really, you just had the cuss. <laughs> <laughs> you cussing in first grade. Yeah, but but that I I didn't really cuss. Like I only did that just for the laughs. Cause I never like cuss. I ain't start cussing till like my sophomore year of high school, to be honest. So um, even in my my raps, I, I ain't I ain't never cussing nothing like that. I said nigga, you know what I'm saying, but I ain't start saying that till like you know what I'm saying. Middle school, M- middle school type shit. Yeah. So um, I always like um, just cause I'd be like my shitty ass or something, just something dumb. You know what I'm saying? First grade shitty ass that is hilarious. Like. It just sounds dumb, but I used to. I'm I'm saying like my first laugh was from like a silly a silly rap that I made up.
0: Okay,
1: you know what I'm saying. But so you started rapping early then. I started rapping in kindergarten. Okay, in kindergarten I started rapping because actually what I used to do I used to um I used to like I uh, listen to Snoop Dogg a lot. Uh, Murder was the case that they mm-hmm. gave me. And um, I used to just read through all the lyrics and then um, I would uh, kind of replace certain words within the lyrics and then I'll create like my own song almost like as I look up to the sky, my body starts tripping, a tear drops my eye my body temperature falls, I'm shaking, can I break them, trying to shave my balls, you know what I'm saying, so it's like, I I just took one little word and just made it like kind of funny, so I used to actually do that uh, in kindergarten, that's kind of how I learned like the dynamics of rapping, because it's like, all right, this is how I write a song to eventually, I just start writing my own music.
0: And you—that's praying, but you could read early. That's a lot in kindergarten to be reading—reading reading lyrics, and replacing it for words. Well, it's an early reader.
1: Actually, I listened to the song
0: over and over again. Gotcha. Memorization. Yeah, because that's I, how a lot of people learn how to read anyway. Yeah, so that's how I got it. So we started rapping earlier. So what was your influence well, of like music-wise? If it started in kindergarten, what was your dad listening to? He
1: he out his CD that was a Snoop Dogg CD I found. He had he had Snoop Dogg covered up. Nah, he just had a bunch of CDs and and like we had like a CD player, and I used to like just look. I look for the shit with the hardest cover because I didn't know I didn't really know like. A lot of rappers, aside from the people I seen like on BET and stuff like that, but I knew of like certain certain people and stuff like that. So like, I just used to scroll through his CDs and I just look for something that just looked hard, and then I just pop it in the CD player. So then I uh I I was listening to a lot of uh, Warren G, and uh, Snoop Dogg a lot. You know what I'm saying? Two one three. Yeah yeah yeah. I um and I fuck with um Biggie Smalls as well. But uh, it was those two that kind of made me hop into it, but
0: it was really the, the murder was the case. So we get through, we were in elementary school. Do you remember any, how did the teachers embrace you? The teacher, were the teachers were strict with you or they enjoyed your playing in class and rapping? How was that?
1: Man, actually, I only had very few teachers that didn't fuck with my style or humor. But for the most part, I would say definitely over
0: over over 80%. 80%. Over 80%. Can you name the first teacher that had an influence on you? Um <clears throat> that one teacher that was just like Reggie, you can do this, or Reggie, what was that? I could do it. Well, like it's, it's not for- even I can do it. Just like what was that teacher where you felt comfortable to talk to or like not even bring your problems to where you just felt like she had or he had a good... They're rooting for me. Did you ever feel that going towards school? Um,
1: I'm trying to... I'm actually trying to remember because as far as... Uh, I can't... To be honest, I, I can't... I can't really think of um well like probably not until like i got to high school but no one knew what i really wanted to do in school they just knew
0: i was like were you quiet as a child like quiet growing up or a a little bit school-wise more quiet and then a little bit i was more i was
1: more one of them i was quiet if i didn't know you i was like i wasn't really the first to make friends with somebody like but once you made friends with me we was good you know what i'm saying like i because i don't know i think i don't know i missed that part in life the 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 how to make friends part but i was always good once i made them
0: well it, well well since you're from this neighborhood right your neighborhood did you go to the school with kids in your neighborhood
1: a few of them yeah so was
0: it easier to not make friends because you had people that were in your neighborhood going to school with you um well i
1: mean we was all like in different classes like i hardly had any classes with the kids that was in my neighborhood because i was like one of the youngest out the kids in, in in the neighborhood that that we that um i grew up with but I wasn't the youngest, but one of them. But um, they was all in different grades, and then some of them was in, like, different schools. I was the only one in my neighborhood that was in that, that grade. Well, I actually, yeah, he technically he wasn't really in my neighborhood, but it was, like, other kids that walked home, but it was, like, different directions. But it was all the north side, but it wasn't, like, our part of the north side. Got it. So what? But, um, like, I was... Like, I, I was I, I, was friendly, you know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? I just didn't approach people like, hi, my name is Reggie or nothing like that. It just casually
0: happened. Mm. So, do you remember your first friend that you made that wasn't in your neighborhood that you met at school? That wasn't in my neighborhood that I met at school? Because school is like a way where, like, different neighborhoods come together. So... You're meeting different people, so I would say, um,
1: I would say, kindergarten. It might, it might be my man, my man, Paul McRoberts.
0: Where's he at right now?
1: He, uh, he, he out in Canada. He played football. He played for the Rams. Oh snap! Yeah, he played. He played for the Rams and shit. And um, he, uh, he, uh, play over in Canada and stuff now, but CFL. Yeah, but, um, yeah, and I remember, like, he was always, like, dope at sports. Like, he everything. I'm talking about basketball, football, kickball. He was always, like, cold. That was one of the things about him. But, ironic enough, when we first – and I tell Paul this every time. Every time I, I talk to him, I mention it because it's, like, one of the things about him that I remember that's, like, signature. It's, like – When he first came into the kindergarten class, he had on a a basketball book bag in the shape of a basketball, but he was crying so loud because he didn't want to wear it. He hated it. (laughs) And his <laughs> mind was making him wear the basketball bag. He was like, I don't like it. I don't want the book bag. I don't want the book <laughs> And it was a cool-looking book bag, but he hated the basketball book bag for some reason. But, like, he, he came into class crying and stuff like that. And um, I know we sat next to each other in kindergarten. So that's pretty much how we became, like, cool.
0: But that's amazing how y'all can be friends since
1: 5 till, what, 26?
0: Well, you know what's funny um
1: we we went, you know what I'm saying, we of course went to different classrooms and stuff like that. So, you know what I'm saying, when you get split up in different classrooms, you don't be as close, but you know what I'm saying, occasionally y'all come back uh across each other's paths and stuff like that. Recess. And um, you know, like after a while, you know what I'm saying, elementary we all graduate and then we go off to different middle schools and I ain't heard from them, you know what I'm saying? In like 5 years Then I get to high school. My sophomore year in high school, he come to the school. I'm like, dude, what's up? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and we chopped it
0: up from there. So, so when so Paul leaves middle school, what was it like in middle school? So when you graduate, what was middle school like? It's another adjustment. You going back from being like a senior in elementary school. Middle school. Middle school. How was that? Middle school.
1: That's. That's when I was like and That's when hormones start to kick in. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, my mine might have kicked in fifth grade. Mine might have kicked in fifth grade. You when you meet your first freak, you be like, Oh man. I ain't never had this before. Yo your first freak? was the
0: first time first started dating? First time. First girl my you My first ever? fifth grade. Fifth grade. What was her yes, name?
1: Sir. Her name was
0: <laughs> i don't know if i should say her name <laughs> is she still in st louis
1: uh-huh i believe so she cool though me and her did cool i ain't got nothing against her did it continue her. past fifth grade i shout out shout out shout out uh monet scott
0: Mon- oh monet scott uh-huh so y'all just bump into her in middle school so that was the first chick you ever no nah, no nah, nah, that was that was yeah, elementary fifth grade. fifth grade yeah fifth grade she yeah. live in your neighborhood or no no nah, no nah, i met her met her in school. And what'd you say? You're just like, you remember, do you remember Man, vividly? Man, bruh. Cause you, you gotta think about it because but, you're different because you got older siblings. So older siblings are probably telling you different stuff. You probably hearing different stuff. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't stuff. never got no advice or nothing But like you probably that. heard something.
1: Man, I ain't heard nothing, bruh. I ain't know what, I, ain't, I don't even know how I end up, bruh, I would be like, <laughs> I right, call me on three-way and see if she like me. <laughs> All right, now ask her would she, she go out with me? And then it be like, like, all right, now asked her to go out with me, and then you like, all right, I'm about to click over. All right, I'm about to click over. All right, don't say nothing. Put your phone on flash. Put flash on. Put, put on. the butte. Put your, flash. On. Put put your, your phone flash. on. Flash. Right, right, right. Hit flash. Hit the butte. And then you be, you be on the other end, like, uh. And then like that, that's my. I didn't know how. I didn't even know like how to get a girlfriend. I just know I ended up with one, and I was like, I'm like cool. I got me a chick.
0: Monet, how long did y'all stay together for? About three periods. How long was it?
1: <laughs> about about two days Dude, two, that's a two, long two, relationship days. Days. Um, hey that is a long that relationship was long, great that was a long relationship man that was cool but yeah we was we, we was talking for about that long oh and i think i broke up with her too you and the same person her, and the same person i got to hit flash and shit was that was the person <laughs> <laughs> that was the person to deliver the blow you probably let me hear it. you probably had to listen to it too Oh, man. She was crying over the phone. I don't think she was crying. Nah, she won't. I think she was sad, though. I remember I broke up with a chick. But I was fed up.
0: You said fed up in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. I broke up with a chick, and my boy three-wayed her in, and her mama got on the phone, and her mom was crying. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Her mom mom was crying. Her mom was crying, talking about... she She goes, is your name Yancey? She goes, I heard you're the one that broke up my daughter and Jared. Is that true? She was all in the business. What was she? Is she was she white? I don't want to cut. Hold
1: up, no. Jerry. You asked me the name because yeah. it sounded like I don't know.
0: It, it was. I think I was in sixth grade or seventh grade when I first. I was in J- when I first moved to Japan. And I thought yeah, she was white, but we didn't because in North Carolina, in North Carolina, they weren't really that white girls out there like that.
1: Oh, yeah. so when I moved
0: to Japan it was all military kids so everybody they didn't care about color they didn't care about creed so we are just uh, everyone dating and my boy's like yo her friend like you I said well let me get her friend I'm gonna go ahead and break up with her I said you drop the message to her and then I'm gonna take her friend to like the Sadie Hawkins dance or whatever so my boy's like hold on let me click over and let me do it <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know boy she was crying she left the sc- nothing happened at oh. school and then he called back he's like hey man it's getting kind of rough her mama's upset her mama crying <laughs> I said, three-way me in. He three-ways her in. My boy Yancey's just like, he said, hey, I got her mom on the phone. Don't say nothing. She goes, I heard Yancey, you were the one orchestrating the breakup. I heard you were all in there. (laughs) He goes, I don't know what you're talking about, ma'am. I'm just calling to see how she's doing. (laughs) She goes, he's Uh, taking her best friend to the dance now. It was weird. It was weird. She's going to listen to this podcast. She probably does, yeah. We're cool now. We're good now. We're actually good now. Dang. But that was, yeah, I was ruthless in middle school, high school, college. Ouch. <laughs> ruthless, ruthless. So we get to fifth grade. You break up with her. So what is that? Does that start to like, when did you start knowing like, nah, I like, I, I got to start dating more girls.
1: Bro, it wasn't even, I wasn't even, man, I think I was thinking about sex more
0: than anything. At that, in, at 10, nine, 10. Nine, and 9, 9 through like up, 9 and up. When did you lose your virginity?
1: Well, we digging deep in the bag. <laughs> I, I lost my virginity.
0: Virginity.
1: Virginity. Ver. 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 I be saying fajita too. <laughs> uh, but I lost my virginity. At, I want to say, nineteen or eighteen.
0: Really, nineteen or eighteen? Yeah. So you're a senior in high school. Yeah. Mm.
1: not even in high school At the high school that
0: seems kind of normal it I is know, man but when I you think... in the hood niggas be like
1: no hey. condoms like i do get i remember one time i got to a fight and a condom and slid out my shoe i was embarrassed because the teachers do with this Rich? become
0: they're like what you doing with these reggie man my teacher, what are you doing with this I'm
1: like, <laughs> I'm like i found it She's like, you don't supposed to be having these. These come with diseases. (laughs) (laughs) i thought that shit prevented diseases like these come with diseases and it was like an old condom that i used to carry around i don't know sitting in your wallet it was just like my proof it was like just in case somebody said i was a virgin i just pull it out like nigga no i'm not look i got the condom right here to prove i am not a virgin it would be all wrinkly and shit and you know what's so funny when i pulled it out and people seen it they'd be like oh oh okay i right. <laughs> thought you was a virgin for a second <laughs> <Let me> just...
2: <laughs>
1: would,
0: you, <laughs> would you say like because i i know I, I think i told you the story one time and you're like every, everybody from st louis roast each other like when we met lavelle crawford he just off the gate start roasting oh yeah so it was just it's like so inside like... the communities everybody's just tough skin oh man you know if you in a
1: hood man roasting in middle school oh my vicious. god i had to humble myself i used to roast people man like i used to man i didn't know when to stop like crying wouldn't be enough you would have had to die twice for me to stop roasting because it's like i would keep going like just the long as the crowd eating it up oh i'm going hey, hey that i'm gonna run the light let's
0: go when, i'm running the light when did uh when when how many So was it, was it your brother, were your brothers roasting or just in the neighborhood? Like you just always had to be prepared.
1: That's one, that's one thing that I always had, like that no one had over me was the roasting. That's one thing. That's one thing I knew how to do. Like I, I came across, you know what I'm saying? People that knew how to roast, but it used to get to the point where people used to, recruit me to come roast like you know what i'm saying i'd be in the lunchroom at the table and then the upperclassmen they'd be like hey hey, hey come roast come roast come roast and i i sit at the table because i was cool with a lot of upperclassmen and i got cool with a lot of them through roasting like more than the people like especially like when i got to high school but i'm gonna say
0: it typically started like like eighth grade you know what i'm saying but what so go to eighth grade what was it like was it like People who were insecure trying to roast you or you were just always like, I gotta stay defensive mm. or you just saw a lot of roast happening.
1: Man, I I was I was
0: on offense.
1: I didn't switch into defense really to high school because after I seen how how lethal my offense was, I say, I can't just be I can't just be beating up people like this. It's like it's like a licensed boxer just fighting everybody in the middle of the street rather than defending itself when somebody try to to come to him. That's how I was. Cuz I could but it took me like after a minute to realize that because when I used to roast, I used to, you know what I'm saying? We gonna start. We gonna start with your shoes, and we are gonna work our way up. You know what I'm saying, or or that's whatever. What that's what you or did. Or whatever recently. stick out the most. We are gonna address the elephant in the room because that's your weak point. So you could you could roast and say this, that, and the third. But you know what I'm saying. I got like after like high school, I got to realize, and I'm like, all right, everyone is not is fortunate. You know what I'm saying? It's, and I ain't gonna act like I was more fortunate, but I, I was like in the middle. I was alright. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I was cool. But you know what I'm saying? It was other people, you know what I'm saying? I that that wasn't as fortunate. Or that, you know, it was some people that was just regular, you know what I'm saying, and I just keep roasting them and stuff like that. So like I kind of reworked on how I wanted to roast somebody. Like, so th- like,
0: I, but it heist, wasn't a dif- it wasn't a defense mechanism. You just automatically, you just knew. Yeah, it was fun. It was we right, laughed it was about fun. it. Okay. Right, you know what I'm saying?
1: It was cool. It was it was entertaining. You know what I'm saying? But when has the ever roast ever got physical? See, that's one thing about me. I knew how to roast and I knew how to fight. So like, it wasn't that you was like between a rock and a hard place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like, he said, if you try to thump me, I'm gonna be like pain. it. it it, it it wasn't nothing you could you could really do. But to be honest, I didn't get into that many fights over roast You know what okay. I'm saying? Over over roasting pe- uh, people. Um, I barely got in. Yeah, I I can't even remember.
0: Who did the, you fight more, family or or blood or water? Water. Water. Yeah. Usually with me and my brother, we would always. I, be I mean, I fought bows. I
1: fought I fought my brother, but I didn't fight him how i how i fought people in school okay yeah plus my brother he always had the weight on me you know what i'm saying he was always like physically stronger so i couldn't really you know what i'm saying beat him up how i wanted to because he just slant. and then we watched wrestling this nigga used to put me in submission moves and stuff like that sharpshooter yeah like oh my god they used to oh and then he used to tease me like he was a snitch but this nigga this nigga be wrestling and shit like that and he so it's like it was like i was like all right i could roast you and beat your ass he was like all right i could snitch and beat your ass okay (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) so so it was like
0: that so so we get to so so you would say that middle school was fairly you had fun in middle Middle school. school that's when i had
1: that's when i had some of my most fun because like man this is, oh
0: my did you play sports God. in middle school nah are you a sports dude did you play i nah. saw that i played picture was playing football what was that one season yeah
1: that was just Nah, it was just outside just have oh
0: you're talking about the pads pic- on you oh you're talking about that picture oh
1: yeah, yeah uh yeah i play i played for literally just my what senior year and only because my brother kept telling me to <laughs> just He's like, use that for a workout for wrestling season. Oh, you <laughs>
0: wrestled? Yeah, dude. Oh, I wrestled too. I told you I wrestled, man. What weight class were you?
1: Dude, I was I wrestled one seventy I wrestled one fifty three, one sixty one, and one seventy one, I believe. Oh, so you were lanky, tall and lanky then? Yeah, but I really but I used to wrestle infectious. up. Like the people I wrestled had pounds on me because the person who I was in the wrestling class with, we used to wrestle for the spot because we had similar weight. Correct. And he always used to beat me. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? In class. His name Daniel. Shout out to him. But I used to um I used so I used to have to wrestle a class up because it was To I, get points for
0: the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So but I was I was pretty good. When would you start wrestling? What age when you started?
1: Sophomore. So I would say about 15, 16. Mm -hmm. Sophomore
0: year. Because I ain't doing my freshman year. Because they always have the stigma with black wrestlers. They're strong. So just wait for them to gas out in the second round.
1: After that, bro, it's like freshman year, once you see wrestling is not what you've been watching on WWE. It's not at all. You be like, oh, no, I'm cool on this. But my brother, he hyped me into doing wrestling. Come on, man, you should wrestle. My brother hyped me into doing a lot of stuff I didn't want to do that I actually like kinda end up liking or like benefiting from like somehow. And he's two years older than you, so he's probably Yeah, but I mean, yeah, wrestling, I think that's definitely a unique skill to have. <laughs> go to
0: go to move. What was your move? Um, single leg or the head and arm?
1: I like I like um the single leg cuz it was of course like way easier but I I go for the single leg then I raise the leg all the way up then go for the sweep or um uh I fuck with the uh the cross face to uh the cradles cross uh-huh. face the cradles the halves um but it ain't nothing like you know what I'm saying a, a, a regular half. You know what I'm saying? Simple. Just throw your arm in there. I'm talking about I used to throw the shoulder blade and just wrap around the neck and just mm.
0: <laughs> so, What was your um defense mechanism when you got out? When you had to get up and get the escape points? Were you oh, doing a switch? Points. You I was, switch or you like was, to stand up out of I it? I was
1: doing a switch. I was doing a switch. I only to do the switch if I I felt like I was stronger than the the guy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just try to get up. You know what I'm saying? Because some people they be too strong, so you got to be a little more technical with and they them. start
0: riding you. Yeah. Getting those uh, tilt points. Yep. Yep. So, what was your record in? Uh, what was your record in seventh, eighth, no, tenth grade? What was your record like? Uh, I mean, I I won like
1: that. That was my first year, but I didn't I didn't have like no bad record. I I don't quite remember, but. Like my record wasn't ever bad. I wish I could
0: I wonder if it's a way I could look up my stats. Because people in the Midwest are like wrestling people. Yeah, you know. Like I'm saying? Very we like, go to state. Yeah, Saint like Saint Louis have good wrestlers. Uh Iowa, those boys are good. Oh uh, yeah, Iowa, yup. So we
1: do that. No basketball? No basketball. Nothing outside just the neighborhood, man. I, I didn't really like man, my thing was, man, I, I like rap and that was it
0: so you knew you were an artist since the beginning
1: yeah i didn't i didn't really like a lot of sports i didn't i didn't really care too much for them like right. although they was exciting to go to and um i did like track cross country stuff like that 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 was my that i like s- simple stuff that i know i could do gotcha you know what i'm saying i, I don't really got no eye coordination and nothing like that and, but And then football, I ain't got my glasses on, so I can't really see <laughs> catch the damn ball. What position were you in
0: football your senior
1: Man, year? Man, I was on the line. I was on O-N-D line. What, as a buck 70? Man, yes, sir. But you know what's funny? Iron they, football. They play couldn't Bolsa. fuck with me, though. It was a reason why I was on there. I wasn't on there just because I couldn't see. It's like <laughs> my, uh, Coach Tatum. See. Shout out Coach Tatum. Uh, that's Jason Tatum's uh, father, by the way.
0: Okay, um, he
1: he put me up against the big dudes on the, on the line, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I right, go toe to toe with them," and he doing it thinking they gonna smash me, cause I yeah skinny, you know what I'm saying? Man, I got the slamming them big ass niggas. I'm talking about slamming them on the ground. Come here, ugh! Come here, uh, Come here, cause I wrestled right. I wrestled. I knew everything. how. I know how to take their ass down. You know what I'm saying? So when he seen it, he said, "Hold up!" He said, "Reggie, do that again." <laughs> uh, he said, oh, "Man, hold up, hold up. We are gonna try somebody else. We are gonna get Big Brandy. Big Brandy, come over here, Big Brandy, and I slam Big Brandy's ass down like move, nigga." He's like, "Yeah, you gon' you on the line." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I I went bad on that line though, man. I Were was, you a pulling guard? A pulling? I don't oh, even see. I don't Offensive even know what tackle. that is. What is it? Where
0: were you on the line next to the center? I was, so it was the center, and the person know, to the left on the o line. Right, yeah, o line or your defensive line? I was on both, but I know I was DN. Okay, defensive end. And um, I don't know the other one. So it's the center, and the person next to him is a guard, and the next to the guard is a tackle. Maybe I was a tackle. I think. Were you right next to the center? No. And it was it dude next to you, next to the center? Yeah. So you would to tackle. Okay. Those are them boys that be pulling and start be when the running back be cutting through, you be running you be running to go get the linebacker.
1: Okay then. Yeah, so I guess that's what One I would blockers
0: be taking heads off. Uh-huh. So we
1: sports. But I, I always like even though I, I didn't do a lot of sports, I was athletic though. Because my parents show up to the games. To yeah, they came oh, up to to a couple excited. of them, uh, some of my wrestling, wrestling shit. Matches. My thing, man, I like climbing stuff. Ironically enough, because I'm the GOAT. But that was my that was my thing. I like climbing. I like jumping. Jumping off stuff. Like the stuff that I like I bust my head and like my eyebrows a couple of times. And broke my arm just climbing on stuff, falling. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, because that's I'm interested in like that type of three, of which requires some type of athleticism. And I guess you could throw swimming in there too, because I love swimming.
0: When did you When did you start swimming? Shit, I told you we had a pool. I know, but that's you said above ground pool. Don't get that deep in the above ground.
1: Well, I mean I'm that's where it, that's where it started at. Right. That's where it started at, and it was about five feet, and I and I was about I was eight, you know what oh, I'm saying? So went, I was eight, seven, you know what I'm saying? So I was had to jump to kind of stay afloat, you know what I'm saying, or hang on to the rim. But I knew how to uh how to swim,
0: doggy paddle.
1: Nah, hell nah, man! On doggy paddle, I swim, swim, swim. like yeah, I,
0: like fucking Olympic champion Michael Phelps. When when so. So you started roasting, because I'm getting to the roasting and being funny and rapping. When does it start to mix? When do you put down, when do you start putting down, like having like download the studio in your house or the equipment, right? Or how were you rapping and putting it on wax? Oh, that that
1: didn't start until sophomore year when I came across this this guy named uh Jonathan. But before that were you
0: like back just like freestyling you know how everybody used to freestyle yeah back yeah, then?
1: yeah I've I been doing that since, <clears throat> since since elementary you know what I'm saying freestyling uh making it making it funny and stuff like that sophomore year that's when i I really started writing music though I mean not sophomore year I'm sorry uh uh six 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 seven. And you just realized six or seventh is when i started writing music and listening to beats and writing my own songs to them
0: who was the biggest artist at the time that was popping when you were in like middle school like what music were you into in middle school do you remember was nelly big at the time or um that was more like high school probably
1: nelly was always like up there just for the simple fact for one he 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 from the crib you know what i'm saying so all st louis artists at one point in time was like some cuz I'd be like oh they from St. Louis so by default sort of but um middle school I don't remember I'm trying to think who what what year is that 2000
0: what When did you graduate high school? 2011 <clears throat> So that was probably 2006 I'm Trying to think who I, I was, was 50 Cent and Kanye West Nah. West is 05. I didn't I didn't really
1: like them. None of them, to be honest.
0: And I didn't really start liking
1: Lil Wayne till like 2010. after that stunning like my daddy.
0: Something like that. The dedication to them.
1: Yeah, some around round that
0: era. But um uh, I can't really think about so you just you just you just love music and you are just writing rap. Yeah, so I'm nobody's wanna, really influencing yeah, you. It was just. Yeah,
1: I'm one, I was. I. I'm one. I'm still one of them today. Like I don't care what genre of music it is, and I don't really listen to like albums, but I listen to the songs I like, or the songs that like I I I may give them like a chance, like a quick listen through, but like I just find like certain songs, and then I fuck with those songs for a minute because like. I don't know, man. It's just so much music out here. It's kind of hard to listen to everybody's, you know what I'm saying, compilation of, of music. But the person who inspired me is Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. That's what inspired me. That's how I, how I even started, you know what I'm saying? Rap.
0: Favorite Snoop Dogg album? Even Snoop Dogg. Okay, that one. Even.
1: Huh? No no no, his I mean even album out no, of no, all no. of his albums. No, when I say even Snoop Dogg, I never really listen to albums like that. I just okay, listen okay, to okay, certain okay. songs. So okay. like, when I say even Snoop Dogg, I mean I just used to listen to one song, Murder Was the Case that they gave me. I just just replay that and then I heard other of his songs, but I never listened to like the whole album.
0: Album or nothing like that. Like singles. Yeah. Okay. So we get to music and the comedy starts. So when you graduated high school, did you have a girlfriend in high school or you were more still just just being cool and just wrestling and just Nope,
1: I don't think I had one. I had girls I messed around with, but I ain't had no no, no high school. You didn't go to prom with nobody?
0: Yeah, I did. Who was that? Um, Tasia. Did you ask her or your friends or it was I asked her. Dressed up, everything. Or, or and actually,
1: Buddha. we asked each other. Kind of. She was from East St. Louis too, so Would she you? took me to prom. <laughs> 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 like, he paused like that? Hey, East St. Louis. Well, many people from St. Louis and East St. Louis to know.
0: So, um, so you go to prom, right? So senior year, we'll go through high school, good grades. GPA in high school, 3.0? Uh,
1: I was, like, high school, so, uh, senior year, I graduated with over a 3.0. But uh, I, I was always a, a pretty much intelligent kid. It was just, you know what I'm saying? I just like having fun, making making people laugh. I was one of those people, like, the kids where a teacher be like, all right, it's a time and a place, because they knew I was funny, but sometimes – I'd be funny at the wrong time for them. Got it. But I was an executioner. I knew the exact moment when to hit a punchline and I know if I don't hit it right here at this moment, it's not going to work. So sometimes I would have to reset it in order to make the punchline work because you got to wait to like certain levels calm down Correct. in the class. Or I would say something to make the teacher say something that then I could spark out, you know what I'm saying, the joke. And I didn't really think of it as jokes at the time. I just used to think of it as like, I know if I say
0: this right here, it's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Timing, moments yeah, you know yeah. how to pick the times. Yep. Who was it, uh, who did you like making laugh more, your family or at school? Because sometimes family is hard to make laugh it uh it may be i actually when i was younger
1: now that i remember i actually tried to do stand-up how old were you dude i had to be like around like six or seven doing it where right? we just in front of the family or in- yeah because i remember i was in memphis and it was my auntie uh my auntie Bane and my mama and i was like look y'all i want to tell jokes or do comedy or something like that and I remember like grabbing like something and acting as if it was a microphone and I was telling jokes and it was definitely inspired I believe by Eddie Murphy Mm -hmm.
0: but yep okay because I'm getting getting to you as an adult so you're going through high school you graduate uh, prom so what happened to your prom date afterwards? Just like bygones be bygones? Y'all still? Yeah,
1: we friends. She came out to comedy show. Did you go to like
0: junior that? prom, senior prom, or both? Uh, I didn't go to the junior
1: thing. I just went to the senior and I went to homecoming.
0: What was going through your head as your senior year? Like, what was the next step for you? What did you know? Did you know, like, I'm, I'm going to pursue this music full time? I'm going to get stand-up full time? What was going through your head? Yeah, actually, graduating? me
1: and my boy, my boy Will, um, a, a a rapper. Um, we met sophomore year. My fellow Northsider, it's like my brother. He was um he was a a rapper too, and that's who like kind of put me on to the studio and recording my own music, and that was. That was like one of my contemporaries that was like inspiring inspiring me at the time and stuff like that because I'm like oh he making music that's gonna motivate me to uh make music and stuff like that so we went through our whole high school year just you know what I'm saying making music and dropping it and um what well, were know, you
0: dropping it at that piff or
1: we was using all type of so, streaming sites okay. dude uh. Not even that pivot though. Just regular upload sites where you could you you My you space. could play it, download it, or we'll just put it on YouTube and then we'll post it with like a, our picture in the background and, and share it that way. You know what I'm saying? But um, like we did that, and then you know, he ended up um, getting accepted into uh, into um slew. Saint Louis University, okay. which is a pretty good school. To be honest me, I didn't really care enough about what school I went to to be honest. What school did you go to? Because like I always told like cuz I had an internship uh my sophomore year uh high school and um I they during the internship they always asked me what do I want to be? and I'd be like rapper comedian rapper comedian rapper comedian mm-hmm. I always used to say that and they was like okay then so we gonna tell you they was basically just giving me tips on giving me more like professional ways how to say them so you, you wanna be a professional entertainer and stuff like that just you know what I'm saying teaching me etiquette or or whatnot so I always knew that I didn't really want to go to college but like Going to actually being in college is that type of environment I needed to kind of inspire like a lot of my material, my jokes, and my creativity because it's like that was my stage before I actually got on stage.
0: Where did you go to college? Or where did you? I went
1: the I first went to Flow Valley. Where's that at? Community College. Okay. St. Louis. Then I went to Forest Park, which is another uh, community college. Um, uh, and I only I think I only had I got probably like I only had like three semesters left or something like that. But I started doing comedy around uh my second year of uh college. Nineteen twenty? Yeah, nineteen twenty. Okay. And um actually twenty when I officially started because this guy in my college class he, he was telling me that he was a comedian, quote unquote. <laughs> this nigga not out here but he was telling me he was a comedian and he was telling me because i always used to have a class dying the class was my stage Mm -hmm. man man, you should do stand up i'm like man i always wanted to do stand up and i and that's back when i thought five minutes what like when somebody offered me five minutes of stage time i was like that's it like what i need like an hour (laughs) until i realized you know what i'm saying like oh okay this this what they mean but uh he told me about this open mic uh called lola which was downtown St. Louis, which was a, um, a little bar ran by my man Javon Bibbs, you know what I'm saying, co-host Princeton Do, Tamika, Tamika Tate at the door, you know what I'm saying, and I was too young to get in, and the security was like, nope, I can't do it, I'm like, look, man, I just want to tell some jokes, I just want to do comedy and stuff like that, so Javon Bibbs, he came out, and he was like, what's up, man? I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, "Uh, so what? You 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 trying to do stand up?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he looked at the security guard. He said, "All right, man, it's cool. To let him in. We are gonna watch him. We make sure he don't drink." And he was like, "Man, come on, man. You know I could lose my job for this." He's like, "Trust me, I got him." He was like, "All right. So he let me in 20 years old. So I go in and I'm looking at this this fucking place where all these adults drinking in the bar and I'm 20 and I'm just looking like, "Okay." It's a nice crowd in here. He was like, All right, go sit over there in that corner. They always used to put me over in the corner away from the bar, all the way to, all the, way to the corner of the bar. And I used to have to sit in this corner. And I sat over there. And uh, that's where I met, uh, met Princeton Do, which was uh, one of the co hosts of the uh, show. And he'll be sitting over in the corner and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And I see him go up there and do his act. And he'd be funny. And I'd be like, Okay, I. Right. This don't look that hard. And um they went on about, you know what I'm saying, the show. I think I was probably like I went up on it was two halves. Princeton to go up first and bring up a few comics, then Javon to go up. So Princeton brought up the first half of the comics and then it was my turn. And then uh Javon he was like, Yo, we got this uh comic. You gotta hurry up and get out of here or he's gonna miss his school bus in the morning <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know what I'm saying, this his first time Uh, he young and you know what I'm saying we gonna gonna let him rock and he brought me on stage so when he brought me on stage I started trying to say my jokes verbatim and how I wrote them on the paper which I probably shouldn't have done because it's like trying to remember all that you ain't gonna really remember it but I'm going through it and I'm just doing like a bunch of different stuff that I wrote down, but I'm getting laughs, but not the laughs that I thought I was gonna get. Just laughs at like random s- stuff. Random stuff that I do, but good enough for J- for Javon to be like, "Hey man, you funny." He's mm-hmm. like, "Man, keep coming up here, man." And um, like you know them the 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 old jokes, like the ones that people like laughed at. He was like, "Keep them. You could use them again." Because in my head, I'm thinking I got to do new material like, right. every time I, I get on stage. But he was telling me that, no, nah, I could keep that old, the old jokes and rework them. And then I've been third and I ain't stopped since.
0: So would you say those two were your first mentors? Yeah. That looked out for you? Yeah. So when does it, <clears throat> so you're going to college and you're going to open mics. How many open mics are you hitting? man you
1: know once you hit the scene you gradually start finding more and more about them so uh it started with 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 that room right there which which was a wednesday room um and then i came across a guy that was up there named uh willie c willie c shout outs to him he 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 was like Another guy, you know what I'm saying, that was up and coming, that with a little more experience that that was doing shows and stuff like that. And it was him and it and this other guy named Charles Spinks, Corey Spinks brother. Oh, the boxer. Yeah. So or I think it's his brother or nephew. I don't know, one of them. They related. But anyway, uh Spinks, and he he did a room on uh Tuesday, I believe. And he was like yo man you funny man come out to my room on tuesday and stuff like that and uh i started coming up today today tuesday room so now i'm doing two shows a week at this point because them the only two i know about so i'm doing i'm doing that room and i'm doing the wednesday room just gradually you know what i'm saying working on the set but we'll see he put together monthly shows so it got to a point where we'll see you know what I'm saying? Took a liking to me, and he booked me on one of his his monthly shows. And Will C, he's like, um, booked me on my first show. He was the first person to book me on a show. First person that got paid, or right? in general, just first. No, show no, no, no. He was the first person to book me. He ain't paid oh. me shit. <laughs> That's <was laughs> one <laughs> thing about Will C. When you when you know that game, he ain't gonna pay you.
0: So he just, he's like, but it, it was, it was, it was an
1: opportunity in which I was grateful for because it's like, I, this is an actual show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is probably the biggest audience. I didn't perform it and I did well.
0: So when do you find like your class? Because these are all the old, the old, the old, the OGs in the scene. When do you start finding like, the boys that you start rocking with when do you start doing that when you start finding your class of stand-up comics your peers well to be honest bro at first i didn't know people like had classes
1: after a while like until you see like certain groups of people like hanging out together and stuff like that that's when you start to realize all right they within this circle or that but it was like probably like a year a year and uh we'll see he was telling me about about a comic another funny comic just just similar to me he was like uh yo man uh you you know stefan and i'm like who he like stefan like never heard of him he, was, <laughs> he like he's like stefan he's like uh he he funny too or something like that and he was just he just telling me about him and then um but the thing is will see would say the same thing to stefan ask him if he knew who i was and stuff like that and Stefan ain't know me. We ain't never met, but uh, it was uh, a show we was on. I think uh, Will C had both of us on, and that's when we uh we first met, and we've been rocking since then.
0: What was he like in the beginning? Who? Stefan. What you mean? Like, was it just like immediately, like, oh, what's up? Hey, how's Actually, it he was. He like, what's up, defensive. bro? What's
1: up, bro? I'm Stephane, bro. Yeah, yeah, such and such told me about you, such and such. uh, And I'm like, oh, you Stefan. He's like, yeah, 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 bro. I have been doing comedy such and such and you know what I'm saying we chopped it up from there and then we been we we was rocking ever since and then we gradually you know what I'm saying came across other people like uh after that you know what I'm saying uh Jason Jenkins who we also met you know what I'm saying through through Willie C doing Willie C shows cuz he was he was uh used to work at footlocker and stuff like that and he always came up to Willie C shows and um We'll see. Uh, knew he was funny. He was like, "Man, I'm gonna, am gonna, I'm gonna bring him on stage," and he put Jason on stage. You know what I'm saying for the first time, and he, uh, he did super well his first time, and he been doing it ever since. And um, that's when we met my boy, my boy Vincent Bryant. A little bit after that, we met Vincent Bryant. Uh, he seen me at uh at this um spot called uh the heavy anchor mm-hmm. but that we never formally met we just seen me there before and um i met Vince then we met um Larry Green Larry Green he used to do a lot of shows and stuff too but he he started hitting the open mic scene and stuff like that and then at this point we going up to actual comedy clubs we going to the funny bone which we learned how to structure our jokes and stuff more uh out there rather than, you know what I'm saying, more of the urban rooms, which we were really used to. But once we got to, you know what I'm saying, doing a funny bone on the regular, we learned how to structure actual jokes. But um, so I actually met that? Go ahead, go ahead. I actually met Larry before Vince, but I met Vince again at Larry's show. Like that's when me and Vince formally met. Um uh, Vince Brown, that's when we formally met at Larry's show. And uh he after I performed, Vince came up to me. He's like, Hey, you take tags? And that boy breath was stinking. I tell him this <laughs> <it's> every time. <laughs> I tell him that every time. I say, Yeah, I take tags, but not from you, boy. But um, that's when uh he we uh formally met and stuff like that. And then I seen him perform and this was his early performance. I don't know if he was like, I don't know if it's like his third time or something performing, but he did super good. And he was he did so good i was like hey you should come to the ambassador now the ambassador this is like this is like
0: st louis's apollo or
1: something Nah, it's worse oh this this is this separates the boys from the men right <laughs> here you know what i'm saying it's for it's like this like the final boss is for his crowd control Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, Def it, Jam it, Vendetta. Yeah. Because in, in this room, it's like, it's hosted by my man Jesse Taylor, which is another one of the um, OGs in the game. You know what I'm saying? And he runs this room every Sunday. Okay. And in this room is always a nice audience. Always. You got you drinking, smoking, weed is it's lit. Like, uh-huh. pool tables in the back. This is like the hood. And it's a big room. And I say, Vince, I think you would be good for this room. But I said this is a tough room but I say it's only gonna make you better as a comedian. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm telling him, I say, look you could just come to check it out. I even said, <laughs> you could just come to check it out. But I'm like dude, I say, but you don't want to just come to check it out. I say, you want to actually get on the stage. He's like, alright, cool. So me, Stefan, Vince we all pull up there. Now Vince he nervous. This is one of Vince things. When Vince when Vince nervous, he nervous. He be shaking. <laughs> he be scared. And um his first time he went up there. He did good. Okay. I remember his first time. He did good. He was nervous just watching. He was nervous cuz it was a, it was one of them rooms. But his second time, man, you would have thought Vince was about to cry. <laughs> that boy went that look. Me and Stephanie had to go come cope with this nigga cuz <laughs> Vince went and sat in the back with his head down. <laughs> And you know, we was brutal as comics. We'd be like, Yeah, you just died. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Vince, he 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 was sad about that, you know what I'm saying? But he he never stopped coming. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it was to the point where he worked with people with disabilities and he okay. was he was with his clients. And he used to bring his clients up to the show. He used to bring his clients up to the show perform and perform. Like he used to get up there right, right before the headliner. That's how late he used to come. Oh, so because he, like, because he was like, he from his job. You know what okay. I'm saying? Me and Stefan mm-hmm. would have been performed already, and then Vince would come there, uh, super late and stuff like that. He'd come up there and perform. And like I said, we all gradually got better f- for from doing that room, mm-hmm. room. So at this point, we doing two different types of demo, demographics. We doing a funny bone, which got majority white. Sometimes diverse, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. and we also doing the urban room, which teaching you how to have a voice, crowd control, assertiveness, presence. Presence, you know what I'm saying. So we getting like both attributes, and um from that from that point on, man, you know what I'm saying. We we just kept hitting that 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 hammer, you know what I'm saying, nailing every last fucking show we we get on doing like little road gigs it got to the point where i started doing a little more road gigs and i wasn't able to you know what i'm saying really like stay in school like focus on school as much as i wanted to because okay. my focus on something else and then you know what i'm saying it started deviating a little bit you know what i'm saying from the music you know what i'm saying it started deviating from the music and then it'll jump back into the music okay so it'll just be like It'll be like juggling. It's like I'm gonna do this, then I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, until I
0: simultaneously start, you know what I'm saying, just managing to able to do both. So how'd you find the the balance? Because it's music, but when so when does battle rap come inside? The battle because
1: rap come in a year after I started doing comedy. Because so that's a whole nother beast that you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah. The battle rap actually came in because cause the guy who does does battle rap? He was trying to cross over into doing comedy shows. His name Marco. Um, he was starting to branch over do comedy shows, and I was like, oh "I'm down." And he was like, "Yeah, I do the battle rap." I say, "Yeah," and I that's all I used to do in high school is battle rap. Mm-hmm. That was one of my things. Like one, like once I'm famous, you gonna see a whole bunch of old footage pop like up of me, up. just just showing me roasting. And I I don't think I lost one rap battle in high school, but um. I was like, dude, sign me up for a battle. He like, you for real? I'm like, yeah. And it got to the point where he he didn't really believe me because he kept sending me the flyer, asking me, was I still down? Was I still down all the way up into the date? And I'm like, dude, yes. Uh I got me something written out. And to be honest, I didn't I took it as, you know what I'm saying, a way to make the crowd laugh, but at the same time, show my rapping capabilities because I was I had them punchlines. So my first rap. It's like I did it in like a jokingly format, but then I hit them with some bars to where they be like, "Hold up, that was that was actually nice." You know what
0: I'm saying? And I'm like, "Yeah, I rap for real." How many rounds was it? Your first rap it round, oh, round? It was one round. One
1: round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, your first battle typically one round mm-hmm. when you, when it's your first time, because it was like a tryout battle. So after that first one, you know what I'm saying? I I, I watched the video footage. I say alright, man, that was fun, but let me show them I could actually rap for real. Because I was playing the first time, and I won. You know what I'm saying? Just fucking around, but I was like, I'm gonna rap for real this time. That's when I went uh, against uh, Does It, R.I.P. to Does It. Um, I started battle rapping him. I, I I started battle rapping I battle rapped against him, and um, that's when I really, you know what I'm saying, was spitting bars, like, I could rap for real. You
0: know what I'm saying? But, well when did you find the structure of like battle rap? To because when, when oh, I always it, be like, I'm so gonna save this for the middle and then I'm gonna save this for the end. When did you find that structure? You created that on your own. Well, it that that's
1: that get more strategic when you do three rounds. But one round is that that battle was a one rounder as well. So it wasn't really the placement in which I said, it's just let's just focus on saying fire things repetitively. Repetitively, you know what I'm saying. Not like, all right, I'm gonna say this first, then say that. It's just like I'm just finna hit hit them with an onslaught of bars. You know what I'm saying? Just go in. But um, that that's that's when I first did my official battle rap. Was the tryout battle, the one round of battle rap that was officially. But I battle rap outside of that, like at the Ambassador, where they did comedy shows. That Jesse Taylor, he knew I rapped as well. You know what I'm saying? And I I went against this uh against this battle rapper named d-mac and we battle rap and it was recorded but it was unofficial because it wasn't no battle rap league because battle raps are split up into leagues and stuff now it's just not no on the spot on the street freestyler type stuff like that so that's when i had one outside of high school and then i started doing them after that so
0: so we're climbing up through battle rap so when do you understand the balance because battle rap takes a lot of time, stand up takes a lot of time, creating music takes a lot of time. What age where you like I got this? I can do all three and give the same amount of love to each genre of art.
1: Well, it's like as much love as you want to give to all of them. You can't really, you can't, you can't really give all of them the same amount of love. But
0: well, which one is your heart?
1: Because Entertainment, okay, is I put it. It's all under one umbrella. No matter how I'm entertaining you, so whatever the thing, whatever I do, you gonna be entertained. That's that's my that's my accomplishment. So as long as I I follow that, I I'm gonna be good. Cause when when or lose in a battle rap, if you could if I you could walk away and be like, hey, that guy funny, that guy hilarious, or you know what I'm saying, you just feel better about about your day or something like that. Then I I did my part as, as an artist. You know what I'm saying. Like, cause that's, that, that's where marketability, uh, marketability, that's what, when you gotta factor that in because it's like, you could rap your best, but do, do people like you? Do people gravitate towards your art form? Or are you just a good rapper? Or like, could, could, could you switch over to like mainstream? Are you Mm -hmm. capable of doing that? So it's like, like, I, I want to give love as much love to, All of them at the same time, but I have to divide it up and split it up to, like, whatever's my main focus at the time, depending on what I may got coming up. Like, if I got a big comedy show coming up, I may focus on that a little bit more than the battle rap. You know what I'm saying? If I got a big battle rap coming up, I may focus more on that than, like, actual stand-up. You know what I'm saying? And as far as making music, I got to be, like, in the comfort and in, in, in a creative space in order to create you know what i'm saying rather than being out around people to where i can't focus and listen to music and write so it's like i'm i'm out doing different parts of the day like if i'm out doing comedy you you probably catch me practicing on a, a battle rap you would probably see in between time, like probably in the hallway, Bad loud, yep. or, or just saying lyrics, <laughs> or just saying lyrics to myself, you know what I'm saying, just rehearsing. And I think everybody know I be doing that at this point. So it ain't it ain't it probably was weird at first. Like, what is he doing? But now people are like, oh, he probably just practicing for a battle rap. So like um comedy, you know what I'm saying? You I hit the stage as much as I can. I try to hit the stage every night, you know what I'm saying? that that's one of my goals hit the stage every night so even if i'm not hitting the stage at least be around the environment you know what i'm saying so at the same time i i got a battle rap coming up i gotta practice and and write so like i probably step out in the hallway rehearse write a rap or something like that and then when i go home i'm able to listen to beats and write music and write jokes or write battle raps and just
0: rehearse that way I would say this about you. Um, I know Reggie for three years. I would say that you take both your crafts, all three of your crafts, serious. Right? Yeah. So what is it like taking your craft serious and people coming up and trying to make a mockery of your craft? I notice that when you're a battle rapper, people just walk up to you and start spitting, you know. And I think with stand up too, people think like, "Give me a joke." So what is it like that to like always be on? Because you always have a bar ready. It's like, bro. Because I know you. Like I was like, man, Reggie always has a bar ready. It's randomly. People just walk up to you and then start battling.
1: Yeah, man. It, it's like the, it, it, get, it get annoying at times because it's like sometimes.
0: I think you're gesture. sometimes.
1: Reggie, give him a bar. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I don't even be in the mood to rap. And then everybody come around you in a circle like, oh. oh and I would be like, why y'all be doing this? It's like, and, I, and like. Battle rappers, I do that with with the comedy community, cause, cause I fuck with y'all and I love y'all, and it and it's and it's cool. But like, if if it was a f- like, it yeah, it's like the battle. Uh, other when battle rappers probably wouldn't wouldn't appreciate you trying to come up and battle rap them all the time. Like if pissed? it was a, another battle rapper that was with me, they would probably get pissed that you would try to keep doing it all the time because it's like, dude. I don't want to sit here and just battle rap every last person because you're like, oh, he a rapper. You got to have balls. You got to be on the spot, this, that, and the third. It's like, no, that's that's not how it works. And it's it is, and, and people that think they know about battle rap don't really know because it's a whole community. It's similar. The dynamics of comedy and battle rap are so much alike. You know what I'm saying? It's like they they two different worlds, but they so alike. And it's like people think they know, but they don't, it's like battle rap, some people think majority of battle rap, oh, you are gonna put a beat on, and when you say that, you be like, yeah, he don't know nothing about battle rap. You know what I'm saying, so it's like, people, it's like they don't know, so when they come to me trying to battle rap all, all the time, sometimes I just be like, nah, I ignore them, or something like that, or sometimes, which most of the time I actually engage, because it's kind of like practice for me, and it kind of exercises my mind, to like create um, new ideas and new ways to rap, and sometimes I be testing out stuff that I'm actually going to say to oh, someone. It's
0: like a battle rap open mic then.
1: Kind of, yeah. So you know, what I'm saying it get annoying at times, but you know, it helps with you know, what I'm saying creating on the spot freestyles and stuff like that. So sometimes I I wouldn't even say that people just making a mockery. I would say they just don't know.
0: They don't know. Cause sometimes I'm like, man, I was like, God, I was like, they very be lucky Reggie's so nice for the people just randomly coming up, spitting a bar. Yeah, man. And staying prepared at all time to give people a bar.
1: Yeah, well, actually, some of that stuff I just be thinking quick on the spot, or some of that stuff, like I said, I just be working out. But majority of the time, I just do a quick skim of that outfit, I run their name or what they do, and I put it together. It's so simple. you ain't serious. You ain't even got socks on. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah see something simple as that you know what I'm saying making that part the punchline because it's one of the most noticeable things
0: so we're, we get back to St. Louis we're doing stand up you meet, you meet the, pretty much the classic comics you're coming up with who are like one of the stand up comedians that were not in your class but like uh, a professional comic not your OG's that came to the scene that really like you work with okay. who's someone that you work with that Arvin Mitchell okay
1: have you heard of Arvin Mitchell? You need to. I'll Google him. What? Arvin Mitchell, he um he out in uh, I think he out in LA right now. Um, but he also used to do a monthly show at uh the Blueberry Hill mm-hmm. every Sunday. And um he actually seen me at um I think one of Will C shows or something like that. And I think I I came late. I came, or it was an open mic or something. I think he just stopped through, and I came late, and um he was uh he 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 was going on stage next, and they asked me, "Did I still want to go up?" And I'm like, "Duh," right. I, I didn't think nothing of it, like going up after the headliner and stuff like that. So um and he put me up, and I did well. And he was like, "Oh man," he was like, "A lot of comics don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't like following." Yeah. what they see you know what i'm saying i didn't I didn't think I was like a big shot or nothing like that. I just wanted to work out uh my set, you know what I'm saying, stage time, you know what I'm saying, so I did good. he was like, yo man you you funny and stuff like that, and then he heard other people recommended me uh recommended me to him telling him I was funny, and he ended up putting me on one of his blueberry Hill shows, and that was one of like the biggest shows I got paid on before.
0: So we're doing stand-up, you meet people. Where where did the New York move come? Why did you decide New York at all the places? Not L.A., not Atlanta. What said Like, I'm going to pack up my car and I'm going to drive to New York.
1: Well, um, my man, uh, Willie Lynch, he was out here in New York at the time. And I always wanted to, like, come check out New York and his uh, comedy scene and stuff like that. So he was, uh, me and my my man, Javine, we uh, flew out here together. Um, that was my first time coming out to New York. We flew out here together and uh, linked up with Willie Lynch, and he was taking us around the comedy scene and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, this is this pretty, this pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of like it as far as, like, how different it is. So I come out, come back to St. Louis, perform a little bit. A year passed, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my boys to New York. So I took my boy Vince and Stephon, on the spot. On the spot. I was like, man, y'all trying to go to New York? And shit, we was like, Yeah. And shit, we all bought us a ticket. And um Stefan ain't bought his ticket. We had to wait till he get got paid. Vince. <laughs> Vince bought Vince, <laughs> Vince. bought him and Stephanie ticket. I think me and Vince went half and got Stefan ticket till we got paid. And Stefan ain't had no money out in New York. He was just out here with us. Stefan probably had about $40 to his name, <laughs> but he was still out here. <laughs> he was still out here in New York. Ain't nobody know it. And you couldn't tell by the pictures because we taking <laughs> pictures everywhere. Out here killing it, getting it in. We at the Laughing Buddha. Yeah, we out in New York, baby. Out here doing shows, baby. At the Laughing Laughing Buddha, baby. Bucket Mike. Don't nobody know. So we we the pictures, doing shows here and there. Um, you know what I'm saying? We link up with uh Leonard Oots. Uh, I actually met Leonard Oots back in St. Louis, but uh we we link up with him and we doing shows. Me, Leonard, Stefan, Vince, and Leonard. We all just everywhere, just doing shows. You know what I'm saying? Just, where are we all going? What shows were y'all we hitting up? We was doing like, like we was mainly going with um where Willie Willie would take us to some okay. spots. I I didn't I don't even remember at the time, but if I was to guess, we went to um. Damon Rosier room, which is Essence, uh-huh. and then um, uh Mingles, Mingles, which is Smokey Suarez and uh Talent, they do that room, and we we went up we went up there and did some of them. So um then um we went back and stuff like that, and I think like somewhere in my head was like go to New York because I think like. Like, later that year, like, towards October, that's when Vince set to move out to Chicago. Uh, And we actually... uh,
0: That's not that far away from y'all, is it?
1: Four hours. Yeah, Chicago, four hours. And uh, Vince was actually looking for a job out there in um, Chicago. But me and Vince always used to just do random trips to Chicago, like, sometimes. Because they had a Wednesday show, uh, Jokes and Notes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary, Mary Baskin, she uh was doing that, and me and Vince, we'll just go out there and just pull up mm-hmm. unannounced, and we'd be like, "Yo, we from St. Louis and stuff like that." And Mary, she's like, "Okay, I'll I'll put you guys up. I'm gonna watch you." She used to appreciate when comics like travel to do a show, and, and like she'd tell us, like, "Next time you guys uh let us know that you're coming down, so I could put you on to perform." so um she's like a documentary about her yeah so she we end up we end up uh performing uh we end up performing uh doing the show or whatever and she liked us and she was like uh okay i want you guys to stay tomorrow and do t murph t murph shows because t murph did a thursday show up at jokes and notes and um uh, we'll do that show up there that's how i know a lot of chicago comics because they used to headline in st louis a lot um, and then um she he had we both, you know what I'm saying, smashed that show in Chicago and we ended up getting booked, you know what I'm saying, to, mm. to do it and stuff like that. So I think Vince may have took a liking to it, you know what I'm saying, that way that that's why he eventually moved. But like uh probably like five months or six months after Vince moved, you know what I'm saying? I was contemplating where I should move because I felt like I hit the ceiling mm. in St. Louis as far as comedy. Because you know what I'm saying? I done won competitions. I won like a couple competitions back in St. Louis. and You know what I'm saying? I I didn't feel like my comedy career was like really gonna progress because you nobody
0: features so much at a club.
1: Yeah, nobody was really checking for us as far as like you know what I'm saying talent. So. um I I could I I considered Chicago cuz I got family out there and I knew, you know what I'm saying, it would be an easy transition for me, but I'm like Vince already out there. I ain't going to go where Vince is. I'm gonna let him conquer Chicago. So then I was like LA, New York. I never been to LA before, but I have been in New York before. Battle rap is more popular in New York too. So it's like, okay, I could emphasize on comedy and battle rap if I just go to New York. Plus, I've been there before. So it was like within like a month, I was like, "Hi, right, mama, I think I'm going to move to New York. Boy, stop playing. She see my bags packed. Where you going? I think I'm going to go to New York. Boy, stop playing. She see the flyer for my going away comedy show. Boy, what's that for? I'm going to New York. Boy, stop playing! She ain't
0: believe me. How how, have, how did your parents take it? You look, listen. So,
1: oh. <laughs> this dude, impatient. So, uh, cause you be taking dramatic pauses. So I don't know. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I be trying to think, but um, yeah. yeah she? She didn't believe me. My dad, he believed me. Are oh, you going to New York? All right, cool. See, my dad, he he, 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 you know what I'm saying, he was more for adventure. Like, my mom, she still got that overprotectiveness uh, uh, over because she a mother and all. So, you know what I'm saying, she even came to the show. And I, and I know in the back of her head, like, I think he really about to leave. So, like, my show went well. I built up enough money, you know what I'm saying, to, to move. And I didn't move right after my show. I moved, like, a, a month and I was just looking for a place after my show, just to, you know what I'm saying, I was just searching for anything, like fucking spot in the Bronx, how much, 800, some, some, oh, I'm gonna come out there and do Uber, and that's how I'm gonna make my money, I looked and calculated how much I need to make to live in New York before I moved out there, so, although it seemed like a hasty decision, it was rational, uh, cause I, I looked at everything, and I was like, alright, I think I, this, this is the place for me, so I end up Calling the lady who I was renting from, like, yo, I'ma drive out in a week and you know what I'm saying to move in the spot, this, that, and the third. She was like, Oh, okay. And then my mom, she see my bags by the door, and she like, You about to leave? For real? I'm like, Yeah, I'm I'm going to New York. That's when she like I know her heart probably dropped, like, because 'cause I'm twenty four. She's like, oh, he just he just about to leave. He's about to go. My baby. Going to New York. Had all my stuff thrown in the car. I didn't take a lot of stuff with me because I, I didn't I wanted to pack minimal distractions. So I I left my, my I, I had like a little display TV, but I left left all my big shit and my major games at the crib. And I just brought like only I only bought like a couple game systems, you know what I'm saying? Just just cuz. But I didn't really play them cuz I knew it would be a distraction with me being out in um New York and I know I needed to focus. So I drove my car, everything packed. I had to leave my my cat, my dog. One of my dogs actually died, RIP Breezy, right before I uh moved out and I I didn't really want to leave her but like you know what I'm saying she I I guess that was a sign telling me you know what I'm saying to move cuz she like I had her for like 14 years since she was a puppy and um, uh, she uh she eventually ended up uh passing away cuz she she was old so I had to get her euthanized I didn't I she she couldn't walk she couldn't do nothing no more and she was just laying there and like one thing about her she kept her she kept her personality cuz like one thing I always used to do with my dog when I always mess with her, and she never bit me, I always used to, like, put my foot by her food just so she can growl, and, like, because she hated that. She'd get mad, and I used to love making her, you know what I'm saying, growl and stuff like that, but she never bit me, and, like, even when she was, like, dying on her deathbed, like, I will slide her food because I used to have to put the food damn near to her head, like. Like a baby bottle or some shit, because she couldn't move to she could only move her neck a little bit to eat the food she couldn't walk or get up, and I put like the food by her head, and then I put my foot by, and she'll still grab. I'd be like, yeah, that's my baby, but like after a while, you know what I'm saying, I had to get her euthanized, you know what I'm saying, I ended up burying her and everything, me and my boy Wayne, we buried her by the uh riverfront, and um, I end up giving Wayne her daughter, which is China, um the legacy lives on and then i had i also had a cat oreo which i had since a kid and that was my baby too but i had to i had to leave that with my mom man you know i that hurt that hurt a lot because like damn these like my kids and i'm sh- straight about to leave them and you know i don't know if people know me but like i'm like i love like cats dogs i, I really like animals but like you know what i'm saying it that was kind of hard to kind of just let them let them go like that but I knew I had to do what I had to do, so I ended up, you know what I'm saying, driving 15 hours to New York.
0: What did your mom say when you were in New York when she called? She did ever call crying and telling you? Nah, not crying, but you could tell. Yeah, you could
1: tell she worried like, "Oh, do you do this? Do that? Do this?" like still being a mom from a distance and stuff like that, but you know what I'm saying? Over time, she learned, "Okay, my boy grown." but even to this day she tell me to come home she tell me that all the time she tell me that at least 30, 30 to 50 times a year come on
0: come home to visit or come home to
1: 30 and 50 is an exaggeration i take that <laughs> i'm gonna say at
0: least 10 but she
1: she be like she be come back she Sometimes she'd be saying it in like a joking manner, but I know it's a little bit of seriousness to it. Because she's she more worried about me than anything, but she know I'm okay.
0: When's the last time you seen your mother? July. I ain't that bad. You know, FaceTime and stuff, right? No. Oh, goodness. Uh, she
1: be, I see her on Facebook and stuff like that. Then I talk to her on the phone. So.
0: Yep. What would you say the hardest thing is moving to New York City? What's the hardest thing? When you moved out Shit, here, what man. was the – because everyone has, like, a low point and you got the high point. What would you say the lowest point was living in the city and the highest point being here thus far?
1: Um. Well, the lowest point is, like, man, I I, I hit a lot of low points, but one thing I didn't do I, is I didn't fold or crack un, under pressure because I know – When you hit a low point and you spend all this time depressed and sad, you could be using that to be trying to figure out and rectify the problem. Mm -hmm. So that ain't... I play Pokemon a lot. That's one of my things. And it takes a certain amount of intelligence to play Pokemon because you make very calculated decisions and you weigh your options. And sometimes you got to take gambles on things. And my mind is very strategic you know what i'm saying so when something happens i'll be like okay i could do a this might happen i could do b this could happen i could do c i could do d so i'd be like what could i do what what options do i have now let's not spend any time being sad right now let's try to figure this out we i know this is a low point you know what i'm saying like um the low point i had was like when my car freaking got repo you know what i'm saying that was after my car accident and i wasn't able to um make payments on on the vehicle due to you know me not being able to work and stuff like that so eventually you know what i'm saying I, i try to be prideful no i don't have to ask for help i came out to new york to do this on my own i'm gonna make my my family proud and get this accomplished, you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't be too too prideful to ask for for help or or deny it when it's offered to you, because especially older people they know how growing up is, and they know you have these low points in life because they have experience. So that's why they tell you if you need anything, you know what I'm saying? Hit me up, let me know. Although some people be lying, but you you you'll, you'll know the ones who telling right. the truth uh, over the course of time. So it's like um i could have asked my dad my dad would have paid my car note my mom would have helped my mom would have reached out but i didn't i waited till the last minute till they got repo to even tell them something because i didn't want them out there worrying or you know what i'm saying doing any of this so now it's like okay car got repo like i was sitting in the house playing super smash brothers until like the <laughs> landlord lady she came down she say your car getting repo and i'm thinking she playing and i'm like for real she's like yeah they outside so I go outside. He got my shit hitched up on the truck and stuff like that. He was like, "Yeah, you, you, Reginald Edwards." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, your car up for repossession," and I ain't know what to say. So I just lied. I say, "Man, I paid it," and I know I ain't paid, but I said it. And he still he was like, "Man," he say, "Man, give me give me the keys, or they gonna charge you an extra if they gotta make another or something like oh that." My God. So I had to hand over my key. So I walked back in in the crib, and he took my car away, and I just sat down. And I started playing the game, and my landlord said, you all right? So yeah, I'm good. Because I'm like, in my back of my head, I'm like, I'm going to get my shit back. Right. I don't know how, but I'm going a, I'm to a figure it out and get it back. So, you know what I'm saying? Eventually, I reached out to uh, my parents and got help to, to, to get it back. And, you know, I started, once I got my car back, I just started, you know what I'm saying? The comedy, the comedy really started falling in for me as far as like getting like some paid shows and like making rent and stuff like that and it's like like a couple people looked out like my man joe show he kept me afloat a few times off you know what i'm saying just put me on shows actually the same night my car got repoed the same the same day it got repo he called me and said yo could you make it to this show in brooklyn and the show at like nine 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 thirty something like that it's already like eight thirty it's in brooklyn i'm all the way up in the in the bronx i said yeah I, I can make it end up making it to the show closing out end up getting paid and you know what i'm saying he had a few more other shows you know what i'm saying he ended up putting me on to where i i, I did you know what i'm saying uh then i did a few shows kelly kelly Kells, James, you know what I'm saying, Leonard Oots, did did a couple shows with them. And you know what I'm saying? I end up, you know what I'm saying, making a little more money that way. Um so you know, I just like when I when I reach certain points in life, I I I be more focused on okay, figuring it out rather than dwelling Whoa it's me. How did I get myself into this? Let's like let's get a move on. Let's think. Put put your brain to work. So I be making like calculated decisions. And my my success ratio is amazing. Cause it's like it like it's it's it, you realize it's almost like I wanna compare it to chess, but it's Pokemon, dude. It's not chess, it's Pokemon. It's like it's like if if I present myself here, like even doing comedy, like I go to a comedy show that I know some a certain someone is going to be at. You ever heard of out of sight, out of mind? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Just being there, you'd be like, okay, i would be around the fire. If yeah. I show up here and I know this person is going to be here, and then I perform, but that person is a producer and they see me perform. I'll show up to their show. Even though I'm not booked, I'll just show up anyway. I'll show up and then they'd be like, hey, you hey, you want some stage time? Boop boop. Simple. The shit is easy. It's like, oh, okay, then this is all I gotta do. You just gotta be, you just gotta be good at it. So like for my first like year and a half or I I, I like I, I create new jokes here and there, but I focus more on just doing my set. That way people once they know I'm funny, then I could work on new jokes without mm-hmm. having to, you know what I'm saying, risk the chance of not being booked because, you know what I'm saying, I sucked that night. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying, I came in, put my foot down, left that print in the sand for them to see, like, oh, okay, this is a big dog out here. We know he's funny. So, we know if he's not funny this night, he's either just having a bad set, he working on this stuff, or he's working on new stuff. So once I, you know what I'm saying, got that staple, you know what I'm saying, okay, we know, we know, we know he's funny. We know he gon we know he gonna bring it. Now it's like, okay, now let me create, let's focus on creating my special. You know what I'm saying? Let's focus on creating 45 minute set. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing about New York though, is like it's certain restrictions on on the time you on stage. So it's hard structuring a longer set. That way, that's why you got to hit them the road gigs man and get get some of them headliner spots to where you can stretch out a little bit and that's what a lot of urban rooms offer which i be telling people like dude it's so many shows that you can get on and, and end up getting money they be like oh who paying who doing this It's shows out here that's paying but you got to be worth getting paid for it's like they, it shows you could do with a legit audience to where you could do, you don't have to do five minutes at this open mic. Like the urban rooms, 25. if they fuck with you, they let you, Ray Dejean, the Lindenwood Diner, you do, he let you do 10 minutes. You up there killing it, fuck it, do 15. You know what I'm saying? It's like you could, it's places out here where you could work on a nice set. And it's like you could do these urban rooms with your structured material and, and have them work in urban rooms. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because certain comics, they do a certain type of demographic because they feel like, okay, this is the only demographic I have to do in order to to make it or be successful. But it's like, do you, don't you want to be a little more, don't you want to be better at what you're doing? In my opinion, like me, I would want to be like, really good at what I'm doing I don't want to be successful without being extra good at what I'm doing you know what I'm saying like I want to have sheer talent that's going to carry me rather than me focusing on one type of demographic or kissing a ass like the more demographics you perform in front of the funnier you know what I'm saying? You get, and I think you get like certain attributes from each type of demographic, each type of audience you perform in in front of. Eventually, you know what I'm saying? Everything gonna come into one, to so where you can say all your stuff the exact same, and you can make people laugh in unison, rather than okay, only white people laugh at this, only black people laugh at that, and only Chinese people laugh at this. Like no, everybody's laughing at the exact same thing, and we're all in the exact same room.
0: But I think it's a it's a skill that certain comics haven't developed yet the ability to play all rooms. And that's because they're not doing them. Right. But I think it's not just me thinking about the way you came up. St. Louis had that opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in Florida, we had that opportunity. We yeah. had our hood rooms and we yeah. had everything else and the ability to understand how to use being quiet. Yeah. I think when we went up to the we went to, we meet, we went up to the uh the heights remember the heights that little that dominican show right Think 200 packed out yeah calming the room down the spanish the yeah, Spanish. they're joint. loud uh-huh. they're loud yeah. everybody everybody like. dressed up suited and booted uh-huh. over there but i think that's that's what i know about you i said i like to finesse i say like, but reggie finesse just as well yeah read, man. where you at i think sometimes i think i was telling my lady this I said sometimes I said Reggie make you feel bad, Reggie 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 make you feel bad when you when you be not out here, and she's like yeah I was like I don't think I know I was like I know I'm out here I was like, know I know I'll see Reggie out here.
1: What what I be saying, bro?
0: I was like I gotta go. He's like where you gotta go? I like, I gotta do stuff for my wedding again. I was like man I'm planning a wedding dog. I'm planning a wedding dog. That's
1: one thing man. That's one thing I think I'm. See, that's one thing about me, man. It's like, did I be working so hard? Did I be forgetting to have a life outside of what, what I be doing, man?
0: And like, but I like that, though. I forget. I for, it was like a couple, like before you start doing the barbershop, they was like, name a comic. I was like, hit up Reggie. Like, who's Reg? I was like, you don't know who Reggie is? Nah, hit up Reggie. And I know there's a few comics that I know that I was like, I know Reggie's out here, and I can do a few off my hands. I said, we out here every night. Every night. And I know if we ain't out here, we next to the fire, and we ain't next to the fire, somebody going to go up.
1: Hey, eventually. Because, hey, I know I'm, I'm I'm applying myself, and, you know, after a while you see certain faces, and you know who's out here. And people could tell if you're working hard, if you're putting yourself out there, if you dedicated, the more they see you. So, you know what I'm saying? That combined with, you know what I'm saying, you being funny is going to it's really what's gonna get you far, cause you you stand relevant within the scene and you also, you know what I'm saying, rocking them stages.
0: I got a spot because they go, Oh, you know Reggie, right? I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna go up? I said, Yeah, Reggie told me yeah, Reggie <laughs> Reggie told me to Reggie told me to come here. What wrong was it <laughs> was that uh uh no, it was not the one in Brooklyn. Remember that one we went to where we saw the dude from Philly, Terray from Philly? Terrae, uh where uh uh, old boy went off on the crowd and threw the microphone down and walked off. Oh, Essence? Before that, yeah, I went to Essence one time and I met the, uh, we're talking to old boy. Oh. he was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I seen you last time with Reggie. I said, yeah, yeah. He told me to come up here. <laughs> He's like, you want some time? He goes, yeah, I usually don't. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finesse anybody. I'll go there because I'm the same way. If I find a producer or finds someone to do a show, I try to find rooms nobody knows yet i said like, look at this room man
1: do you remember when uh they had me host the old man hustle and ain't no
0: comics show up
1: <laughs> where you at jared pulled up <laughs> two man show we did like 30 20 20, man 20, 20 minutes the whole time had an audience and everything
0: man yeah that's what i i could say reggie is a, a se- oh i got these questions so we do that. We moved to New York City. So you didn't tell us the high point. What was the highest point moving to New York City? Have you had it had it yet? Well, man, the highest
1: point, man, is just that that you know what I'm saying? Taking taking advantage of these opportunities out here, man. It's so it's, it's it's a lot of opportunity out here, man, and we we be so caught up in what we what we want in the future that we don't be embracing stuff that happen this happening in the moment. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like you're doing stuff now. You doing what? Are, what? Okay, yes, you want this, but look what you just did. Look at all the stages you rock. Look at all the stages you touch. Look at all the people you touch. Mm-hmm. So it's like you making an impact. It's just people. People feel like in order for them to see their impact, it has to be like something tangible. Like you gotta see me, or I have to have a, a some type of award. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, but you don't know like the 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 people that you make happy, that you make laugh, that 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 see your perspective, that they, that's going through similar stuff in your life, and you you making their life happier just by telling you about yours. It, it's therapeutic to both. You know what I'm saying? So you making an impact. It don't have to be tangible. You don't mm-hmm. have to be on TV. You don't have to have all these credits. Cause you do you setting these bricks and you building you know, you building this wall. You you starting out with, with with your foundation, man, and you creating this empire. And everyone has their own time in which you know what I'm saying that empire is created, but the empire never stops being created. Correct. So it's like it's a never ending journey. So the opportunities that it have out here, you know, I'm taking advantage of just performing, putting myself out here, and, and and that's keeping me happy. And hopefully I'm making others happy as well. So anytime that I touch this the stage and I rock out, you know what I'm saying, or I'm at a battle rap event and, and people are entertained and they reacting, I feel like those be like the highest points in my my comedy career, or and you're not selfish
0: with it. You spread the love. Yeah, man. You'll you'll you hit somebody up, and you'll be like, "Ah, right, there's a room over here. Let's go." So, All right, let's go check this. Hey,
1: one out. hey, man! I be telling people because I know me me not telling you ain't gonna have nothing to do with whether you whether it's not gonna affect me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna affect me. It's like I'm gonna tell you this, and it's up to you to to take it from there. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be good regardless because right. for one i'm funny i know what i'm capable of right. like do you know what you capable of if, if you ask me how do i get this and i tell you all you got to do is be funny
0: some people don't get that
1: like you like i'm telling you i said like comic oh man how, how do i get on on such and such i say bro that's it's, it's it's one of them bringer shows, and I gotta bring such and such many people. Hey, Bruh, I don't care how many people come. If you do your thing on that stage, it don't matter. You undeniable. They gonna fuck with you. They gonna gravitate to you. I say that's all you gotta do. Oh, you ain't get it. I wonder why. You ain't. Oh, you you didn't get passed. Oh,
0: I wonder why. Are I want to like this.
1: You know what I'm saying? It's like maybe maybe you didn't rock it how you how you think it was, you, but everybody all right, comedy is subjective. Yes, we know that, but you know what's fun? You know you know if, if you rock a crowd or not. You know what I'm saying? If you if you know in your heart that you ain't rock it, don't let your friends gas you up like you did. Because don't ask what, Reggie how was my set. Because I I'll tell you, mother, <laughs> how was my? Did you like it? Nah, it sucked. It was trash. Is it like what you want me to tell you like that? That's all the motivation I need.
0: Oh, that shit was whack. <laughs> all right, back to the drawing board. I got one show where the two people bombed and you got on the mic and you said, "I gotta make sure there's something wrong. There ain't nothing wrong with this mic." I see two people bomb back to back, back to back,
1: man. You know what I'm saying? So I said, think we nah, was running an Ishmael show.
0: You're like, "Oh, the mic is good. It was just y'all."
1: Yeah. Hey. Sometimes it be like that, bro. You be like, "Oh, it ain't the crowd." <laughs> it ain't the crowd. I <laughs> no,
0: wasn't crowd. She just killed. no he just killed. I think it was just you, dog.
1: Yeah, bro. It don't be the crowd. Muthafuckers be quick to say, "Oh man, the, the crowd was weird." No, the crowd wasn't we- I, I We 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 not gonna act like crowds don't be weird. But it's always one person that's able to crack them open. To crack them open sometimes that comic may not even be on the show sometimes it is sometimes everybody you know what i'm saying rock the show the energy cool mm-hmm. but it's like sometimes you get that that type of demographic it's not impossible it's just you got to learn that's why i say performing in front of different demographics helps you with it because the more people you perform in front of the more you know how to handle that type of audience when you get them.
0: we have a. Uh... We're at the towards the end. These are called the hill questions, right? Where you're on the hill. Um, this first question you can answer, it could be a one response or you can do, you can answer how long are you ever want to answer it for? Let me repeat that because I kind of slurred it. Okay. You can do one response. You can have like a one word answer or however you want to answer it. It can go however long you want to.
1: Oh, okay. So like right. I've been doing.
0: Yes. So this is the last questions. Now question. No question. One, do you believe in God? I believe in a God. Yes. Okay. Have you ever read the Bible before? No. Do you have a favorite character in the Bible? Our favorite person. Our favorite person? No. Religious, grown up or not religious at all? Uh,
1: not really. I although I do I do go to church. Where I went to church, like I used to go by myself, just to go, um, kind of. Just cause I felt like I had to go. Well, your parents. My, my mom, yes. She went to church. Yeah, she religious.
0: But she didn't force y'all to go to church.
1: Mm. We went with her a few times. It was a couple times she had us go, but she didn't. She don't make. She ain't make us go every time. After a while, I was like, "Hey, right, let me just
0: go. Let me just go and get this word." Do You have a favorite verse in the Bible? No, I don't know no verses. <laughs> Uh when's the last time you had a nightmare? Nightmare? I think I had I don't think I had
1: a nightmare in a minute to be honest. Biggest fear. Biggest fear. What am I scared of? That's a good question.
0: Dang. Am I scared of? I'm trying to dig deep. That's what this podcast is about: it's being alone with your own thoughts. What am I scared of? I
1: don't know, man. Could we go come back to that one? We'll come back to I it. I take a lifeline on
0: that one. Uh, last time, or have you ever had a panic attack before, or you were just panicking?
1: Last time I had a panic attack mm-hmm. last night, man,
0: motherfucking weed,
1: bro. <laughs> ah, man, motherfucking shit had my heart skipping beats, man. I was like, damn, uh, this shit. strong. I say, oh, yeah, I was like. Oh, man, <laughs> I, I think I got the corona or something, man. I feel like I'm about to die. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. And then it, it, my heart had start regular, regular start like regulating back on beat, and I'd be like, all right, I'm good. All right, here we I go. take another hit of the weed and uh-huh. then start doing it
0: again. i like, ah, now nah, I'm good. That dope, nah, <laughs> it's, I hate when, when people said, call weed dope. <laughs> you like, you want to hit us? I say, don't bother. You smoking that dope, Rich. Said, dope man. <laughs> Stop calling
1: weed dope. You your know sound
0: like I, I think I said it because you ever seen that movie Meteor Man before? uh, well, and they're like, they over there smoking that dope over there. Dope. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> uh, do you believe in soulmates? No. Have you ever been in love before?
1: No. Never. Nah, man. That's what I was saying, man. I'd be so caught up in work, bro. I think I'd be missing out on certain stuff I should have already had in my life. I should have been, fell in love, got my heart broken before. I don't want to deal with my first heartbreak at my motherfucking 30 years old. I ain't gonna know what to do. I don't even know if I'm crazy yet. I don't know what type of guy I am. Because I ain't never been in love before. And I think that's when you really find out what type of dude you is once you've been in love. Because love make you do some crazy stuff. And I haven't had anything to last that long to make me be in love. Oh, well, what's
0: your longest relationship?
1: <sighs> My longest relationship is not even over a year, bro.
0: Have you had a woman told her she loved you? woman tell you she loved you? Yeah, yeah, when I be laying <laughs> I know you love this. But if a girl tells you you love you, how does it feel when someone tells you they love you? Do you realize like, that you don't know me?
1: I told them I love them before, but I never said, I never been in love. Of course, there's a difference between loving someone and being in love. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: you never been in love your whole life. Never. No, nah, bro. Never. No. Do you want to? Do you want, a, do you want a family? Do you want kids and stuff? Yeah. A wife? Yes. And you don't? Why well, you do date around? Yeah, you do date, and it be I the same I,
1: outcome, bro. It be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there's
0: a few I, comics I, that I know that are single. That I was like, I was like, well, here comes Reggie, so y'all better be on it. I'm hollering,
1: <laughs> best behavior. You know, it's it's like, bro, like the last little little chick girls I dated. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, bro, I don't want. To waste anyone's time, and I like to be—I—I—I try to be as honest as I need to.
0: What do you mean need to? As in, like what?
1: It's like okay, for example, the 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 little the little Asian joint. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Asian joint. She. I'm. I'm. 27 she 21 it's like she's still developing as a woman Mm -hmm. she's still developing as a woman she she yes she's an adult but she's still developing as a woman and she's still growing up and we're we're dating and and it's good but you know what I'm saying? I know she's still kind of immature. Mm. And it's still stuff she got to work on as far as being a woman. And I know me right now at the current state I'm I at, I, I, I I'm not going to be the one for you. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, of course, you know what I'm saying? It started out all cool at first. But after a while, once you really get to, you know what I'm saying, know someone a little bit more, you be like, oh, you a good person. But I know, you know what I'm saying, If you stay with me, I may do something that could possibly hurt you or have you feel a certain type of way about men that that wouldn't be healthy for you as far as developing as a woman. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like once you, like, a little older, like, I don't know, maybe 25, 24, where you you grow up and, and... Cause you know women mature more than men, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying, twenty seven, twenty one, that's still like a big difference.
0: But that's a good time. That's that's you gotta think about it as a man, knowing that, knowing that, not wasting her time. You have to commend you for that, doing that. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How I did she take it when you dumped her or I, when you broke up with her?
1: She didn't take it well. She took it. She took it. She took it bad. She she took it bad. But I sat there with her to even after she was crying to like in more detail kind of explain to her because it's like i i'm 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 27 i'm 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 I'm, I'm young old now i'm like still young but it's like damn i'm damn near 30 now so it's like it's like i can't i'm not really feeling you know what I'm saying? Our chemistry right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then I kind of liked another girl that I was dating as well, and I I didn't want to talk to two different girls okay at the same time. As far as that, you know what I'm saying? The other girl, she was a a little older than me. She was more more um, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say more seasoned. mature. More seasoned. Yeah, 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 she like to my liking. Like, okay, I, I fuck with this rather than someone I feel like I got to like grow and like teach, raise a grow little with bit. like raise yeah, yeah it's like so do, yeah. so like like the the girl she was the Asian girl when I when I told her this she was probably like well why you don't want to like kind of stay with me and help me like develop yeah. as a as a woman like as I go through this and I was like well i i i actually would do that, but it's like my career what i do i can't that type of i time. can't i don't have that time to spend with you to you know what I'm saying and and you being like immature the way you are to kinda still be focusing a hundred percent on what I do and then still having to you know what I'm saying be with you right now. You know what I'm saying? I said it in so many words. That's not verbatim what I said, what I just told you. But you know what I'm saying? I let her down like easy. And you know what I'm saying? She started crying. And I'm like, mm. I say, you, I say, you, you're a wonderful woman. I say, you're going to be good. I say, I might even regret doing this right now.
0: Right, right. I right. say,
1: I might even regret doing this right now, but I don't want to risk hurting you, you know what I'm saying? Me being out here, you know what I'm saying? It's probably talking to another girl, I probably fuck around and 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 cheat on you or something like that because I'm not happy, right? At the moment. So I think the best thing for me to do right now, you know what I'm saying? I know I'm gonna hurt you more in the long run than if I let you go now. And um she cried and then she laughed. About it afterwards, and she like I'm gonna look back on this, and I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I really was crying, and I'm like, yeah, and like we talked for a little bit after that, you know what I'm saying? I didn't like stop being our friend and nothing like that. Mm-hmm. We were still cool. We even slept one more time after that, one more time just to kind of seal the deal. Oh, so, yeah, I just fell asleep watching a movie or something, right? We slept one more time after that, and then. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: then after that you know what i'm saying we we talked a little bit and we don't hit each other up as much now but she she doing well from what i see on facebook at least so nice. and then hold up i ain't done <laughs> so the other girl who i was talking to you know what i'm saying me you know what i'm saying I don't talk to the two girls like on a serious level no more. I'm talking right. to the other girl and we cool and we vibing shit all good in my book. You know what I'm saying? Not one problem. Then you know what I'm saying? We, we go out of town or something like that. I think I went to Atlanta. She went somewhere out the country or something like that. Then it was like different once we came back. Cause we weren't hitting each other up as much or when I did hit up, my responses was a little bit short her, like her responses to me was short mm-hmm. so i'm like damn she ain't she ain't really like communicating like how we used to we ain't hanging out or nothing like that so i you know what i'm saying i sent her a message like so let me know something like what's going on that's when she like oh i'm sorry i, I should have told you um I'm still in love with my ex. Mm. I'm like I know I ain't just lose both of my I didn't lose both of my oh Hell no. Nah. So in my head I'm like damn, I got a text to text the Asian girl like hey big head, come back. or At this point I'm like, man, you know what? I was like you could have just you could have just said that, but I'm like it's it's good, you know what I'm saying? I basically told her how I felt about the situation, you know what I'm saying? It ain't no hard feelings towards her. right But, you know what I'm saying? Now I had nothing, so now it's like, all right. You're single. That's what you are. Yeah, I was always single, but I was. You're not talking gay, to nobody. You know what I'm saying? It would have eventually got into a relationship if things would have, you know what I'm saying, went went well. But after that, it was like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Let's get back focus on this comedy and this battle rap shit, and we just go with the flows. Some come along, some come along.
0: If it don't, it don't this last question is a question right and you go until you stop so this question is called who are you so when i say who are you you have to say the response and i want to say who are you again until you stop saying it got it all right do you want me to give you an example or you think you can know man it? i got this man are right, you ready who are you the goat who <laughs> are you? Bad. a rapper who are you? a comedian who are you a chef who are you
1: a philanthropist who are you the goat who again <laughs> Who are you? I am a mastermind. Who are you? The genius. Who are you? The Pokemon Master. Who are you? The greatest of all time. Who are you? I am Danzel. Who are you? I am reginald Who are you? I am Reggie. Who are you? I am Reg. Who are you? I am kush Who are you?
0: I am Squad. Who are you? Alright. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was was Reggie Edwards uh on the hill. He's single, ready to mingle. Uh where can they find you? Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Reggie
1: underscore Kush.
0: And your website, plug your website.
1: Oh, my website is ReggieTheGoat.com. Make sure y'all check out some of my um cooking. I put a lot of cooking on um, Instagram, Reggie underscore Kush. I teach y'all a whole bunch of recipes. That's another one of my talents that we didn't really talk about. But, you know what I'm saying, y'all going to see that all over my Instagram. Uh, and I guess I couldn't think of what i was scared of
0: bro i'm pretty sure i'm scared of something we can always do part two yeah I'm reggie reggie cooks online you gotta hurry up a lot of people are uh, a lot of people are being influenced by reggie's cooking styles so there's a lot of yeah there's man. a lot of imposters. so follow the original one
1: yeah follow the original and you know what i'm saying make sure you you, you listen tune into that commentary as well because that's the best part of the video
0: one day he's gonna put an edited version out, and that's gonna be funny.
1: Beep, <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep,
0: beep, 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 I should do that, huh? That'll be a funny one. That'll be a good one. All right. I might I might do that. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Reggie Edwards. Uh follow on Instagram and follow us and check him out on his website. ReggieTheGoat.com. ReggieTheGoat.com. the uh, cooking with Cush is uh on ig mm-hmm. ig tv yes yes and check out his battle raps what's your youtube channel?
1: oh yeah my battle raps how could i forget check out my battle rap. just type in reggie kush on youtube uh all my battle rap content is gonna pop up just type in reggie kush it's even my personal page uh youtube page with uh more of my cooking videos on youtube as well and some funny roast and battle rap skits i be doing man i got all type of stuff man so instagram ig reggie kush
0: Check your boy out. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that is the podcast One Man, One Tree in a Hill. This is Reggie Edwards. Uh, Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Good night.